Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning. This morning's podcast is about not being good enough. And this theme has played such a part in my own life, certainly in my midlife, and probably throughout my life, although I've hidden it quite well from time to time. And it definitely plays a role in the the lives of all the people I work with, whether you're aware of it or not. So let me just share a little bit of my story and how that has played out and how it's impacted me and how I've moved forward from it. And I'm going to go back to, because I'm very focused on midlife because of my age, obviously. And let me go back to the point where I thought everything was great. I thought I'd cracked it and I was on top of the world. You remember the story about me sitting in that pub garden with my partner and my glass of wine and so, so pleased with myself, thinking, oh, I've made it and, and dismissing all of those not good enoughs because in that moment, I had a sense of being good enough because I'd gone from a standing start building a coaching business in nine months to a five-figure month, which was pretty amazing. And in that moment, I realized it was amazing. And I realized that I had done it. But because in the background, I hadn't really dealt with that not good enough. Once the euphoria had passed, so remember in your, in your body and your and your brain, that euphoria is driving the same kind of chemicals, ironically, um, as fear. So there's adrenaline and, and endorphins, but good stuff too, endorphins, feeling amazing, dopamine rush, all of that good stuff. And then you get back into the, the norm of life and head down. And, and it's the thing about not good enough is it, it's a fairly unaware state when you're feeling good about things you think it's gone away like it's not really there but you're really really aware of it when you start to slide when you start to feel low feel down when things start working against you could be circumstances random stuff that happens in life and then it it's like a spotlight lands on you that says you're not good enough are you and so this is what happened to me. And, and I began to doubt my success and how capable I was at helping the clients that were working for me. And, and I got that whole, who the hell are you? A little bit of imposter syndrome, maybe a lot of imposter syndrome. What makes you think you can help anyone? How could you help them? You don't know what you're doing. You're not much, you know, you're just blagging it. You're just bluffing it. What do you really know? And it all felt like a sham, like an act I was putting on of being good enough, but inside not being good enough. And so understandably, all of that doubt, when you 
of not being good enough, when you add it on to stopping marketing, in my case, which is what I was doing, I started to write a book, which you'll hear in the podcast, I've been reading from it, that book, every word in it is great. I'm actually reading it thinking, oh my God, what you said is quite true. Why didn't you pay attention to this? Why didn't you listen to it? You're, it's that classic teaching other people something, but not really listening yourself, even though you know it works for other people. So there I was writing the book, past this euphoric stage, and then not doing enough marketing, not bringing new people in because, because what? Because it challenges you, because it challenged me. Because I realised, I thought, oh, when I've cracked it, oh, that's it, you, you won't have to worry about that stuff anymore. You did all the hard stuff, it'll be fine, you can stop now. Ridiculous. And that was because there's an element when you think you're not good enough of fluke, of luck, of chance, of that really wasn't about me. I didn't bring those clients on board. I didn't stand up and and tell that story and get people to want to work with me. I didn't have those discovery calls, as we as we used to call them, and get people on the phone and and have them say, my God, yes, I'd like to spend $9,000 with you, £5,000, whatever it was. And it was those kind of numbers. That wasn't anything to do with me. That was just utter fluke and luck. Because I'm clearly not good enough to warrant that kind of money or to really give people what they need, am I? I'm not good enough for that. I'll just write this book here that's got all this good stuff in it, but I won't listen to any of it myself. I'll just tell other people. Because I had done it, but it was this classic, you do it once, you don't have to do it again. Like you've, you jumped out of the plane now, all right, <laughs> I don't have to go up again, do I? But you do. So that not good enough stops you jumping out of the plane again, because you can assign that to something, oh, well, I did the hard thing, oh, you know, there you are, proved, I can do that, that's fine, move on to somewhere else where you don't actually have to look very deeply at yourself, because you think when you're not good enough, that the flaws will be exposed, that people will see you for who you really are, and that's not good enough. And all of this is happening on a subconscious level, you're not necessarily consciously thinking that, as I say, except when things start to go awry and get tough. And the brown stuff really hit the fan for me when I was writing the book. And I thought, oh God, I've got no income. What am I going to do? And I signed a new client. So I, I went back into the, oh, you can do this, but I'm signing a new client without a lot of conviction. It was a bit of a panicky, oh, I need a client. And and so I wasn't properly invested in that person. That person was a was an income stream. So that's not a good place to be. And I'm not defending myself because you need to be invested in the person, but you get panicky. And you get panicky about the money, but it's all resting on this, this invisible, fragile, useless, sand-built foundation that's trying to hold up a building of your self-worth. And because of that, I faked it to, to bring a client on board because I was panicking about the money, but I didn't really see the person and felt not good enough because I really hadn't invested in the person. So 
my client really wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. She was hiding out. She was being not good enough in her head. I can't do that. That won't work. Oh, that that's never worked before. Not addressing her own sense of not good enough. And you know, people always say that, that when these things happen, these lessons are presented to us as kind of mirrors. But there's the mirror, Shirley. Here's this client who doesn't believe she's good enough, who won't take the steps, who won't face the challenges, who won't do what's required because she doesn't really deep down believe she's good enough, even though she knows she's got the qualifications, she's got clients that think she's great, but she's not buying into it. And here she is as a mirror and she's showing you what you are not doing. But you don't want to hear that, do you? Because if you face up to that, where do you go from there? No, I'll keep on doing what I've been doing, which is being in denial. So the culmination of that me working with a client when I'm not really believing in myself, when I'm working with a client who doesn't believe in herself, she's just paid me $9,000 and then the merchant bank stops the payment. So then I go into a total free fall and then I'm lost, really lost, because then I, that little, yeah, but you're not really good enough, that, that voice, yeah, but you're not really good enough, are you, got louder. I told you you weren't good enough. What made you think you could do that? What were you thinking? You can't do this, can you? You can't even look after one client. You can't even earn this money. You can't even follow the steps in your own book. And so we know the rest of the story. Then there's five years, five years of free falling, not good enough. That became, you know, depression, all of that stuff money, fears, debt, the works, you name it. I was in an absolute mess. So one of the things that's, that held me in that place for so long was not the debt. The debt was like a red herring. Oh yeah, but if it wasn't for the debt, I've got myself into debt, the debt is the problem. The debt was just a symptom of the not good enough. And it held me in a place that made me my self-worth was diminished even more because of the debt. How could I possibly have any sufficient value to go and start again to, at that time, I was thinking, I'll just do a job, you know, as if a job is somehow easier. And really, I'm not cut out for jobs, just not my thing. I like entrepreneurship. But it seemed like, yeah, but you can't make it as an entrepreneur because you have no money and you you failed. You couldn't do that, could you? You really weren't up to it. And I'm not saying this is the exact dialogue, but this is the subtext of the dialogue. You can't do that because if you, how can you guide people forwards in their own lives to help them achieve transformations when you're such a fecking failure? You can't, you can't even make enough money to pay for a coffee. You, you can't get a job. What, what are you, what are you? You're nothing. You're not enough. You never were enough. You faked it for a while, but then there's another little voice that says, yeah, yeah, hang on a minute though. Hang on a minute. A quiet, a really, really quiet voice. Hang on a minute. 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 Hang
like a voice that's so far away, really can't hear it. I remember a time when I used to be able to do things. I could do things. And I could, but I couldn't get back to that because this not good enough was too loud, too big. Why would anyone choose to work with me? And even if they did, I would feel out of integrity because I'd have to pretend that I hadn't failed. Pretend that everything was always okay. It was a plan. I just took some time out. You know, like on a CV when you have to make something up to hide that gap when you, I don't know, you were doing something else. Maybe you were actually unemployed. (gasps) Unforgivable. And so you get into this notion, especially if you've been in a workplace of white lies, Oh no, you better not tell them actually what happened. We'll just tell them this happened. And that seems like it's okay, but it isn't okay because you're doing it in your own life. And I was doing it in my life and I couldn't tell that I felt the only way for me to move forward was to lie, to pretend that I hadn't been depressed, that I hadn't felt suicidal, that I hadn't got into debt, that I hadn't lost my business or my confidence, that none of that had happened. Let's just put all that aside. Let's pretend that didn't happen and somehow dredge up, despite all of that, just push it down, push it down, keep it in and pretend it's all okay. I can blag this. I can help you. Yes, I can help you. How much would you like to pay? 6,000? Yes, that'd be lovely. Of course I couldn't because eventually the ground comes to meet you as you've leapt out of that plane and you have to meet it head on. And that's what I had to do, which is why probably people talk about you have to get to the you have to get to the bottom like addicts. It has to get as bad as it can possibly be before you'll finally realise and face up to what needs to be done. And that sadly, I've always had to learn things the hard way. That is what happened to me. But here's what I've learned really recently. If, if you can take away one thing from this other than, oh God, yes, I've had that too, which is a good thing. We're in it, we're in it together. Um, where was I going with this? Lost my train of thought now. Oh, and that was another thing, or oh, not good enough. Reach that age, lose your train of thought, forget what you're doing. That's that, oh, dementia. I'm going to have dementia. Oh my God, that's the next thing. And I can joke about that now. I can laugh about that thought process, but it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. I had an elderly mother with dementia in a care home. I have no money, nothing. Can't get clients because I'm not good enough. Why would anyone listen to me? I've clearly failed dramatically. And, And I keep forgetting things. But of course, I was under so much stress. And I know about stress, but knowing it, like the book, knowing it, doing it, two different things. The stress was causing my memory to lapse, causing me to struggle with remembering things, words, events. Oh my goodness, the number of appointments I missed, forgot, just completely forgot, completely. And then having an elderly mother, I'm old, that's it, that's the end of my life over dementia on the way 
and other stress-related things that I joke about. I say it in a jokey voice, but you know they're serious, like gaining weight. Partly to do with hormones and menopause and all that rubbish, but also partly to do with high levels of stress, not looking face-on at what I need to do. And so here is where I want you to take a little bit of heart if you need it. Because eventually, when I did face up to things, when I started to work through, when I started to apply the things I'd been helping other people with, and I'm doing a bit of both, so realising some of the steps I'd taken could help others, and witnessing the power of them when, when sharing them with others re-emphasised the power of the change it had created in me. And so there was a, a real win-win and a, a kind of a... a a partnership between me and my clients, even though they didn't realise it, where I would gain confidence from sharing things that I'd learned for myself with them, then seeing it reflected and how, how great it could be. And then that would build back into me and I'd discover the next step and, and the next step and gradually not just get back to a place of denial of, oh, things are good again, you know, I'm out of debt now, it's all okay which is partly true, and back into that denial place of, oh, it'll be okay, uh, what problem? I don't have a problem, not good enough, I'm fine, of knowing that that was there in the background and I am good enough. And what gives me the power and can give you the power is the failure. You can take strength and confidence from your failings. And I talked, talked and, and delivered inspirational speeches, motivational speeches to young people about this, about how you grasp learning from failure. And it's a different type of learning when you're young because you don't have the track record when you hit midlife of all of the things that you think, oh, I failed at this, I failed at that, I failed at... I used to fail at relationships. Thankfully, I have a fabulous one I've had for... 13, 14 years now, but I used to fail at them spectacularly all the time. I felt like I'd failed at work because I'd been fired several times. I'd clearly failed at entrepreneurship because I'd got into debt and lost all my clients and lost my confidence. I'd failed as a person. I failed as a mother because I wasn't a good role model. I didn't do what I set out to do. I failed as a person. I had no pension set up, nothing. Nada, zilch. Nunca. Nunca is not the right word, but you know what I mean. But the failing is what helps because I've moved forwards from that and learned so much in the movement through it. And you can do likewise. Use your failings to inform yourself of where your strengths are, what you've come through and out the other side. And think of all the possible experiences that have felt so negative, but you've come out the other side of, and how much you could help other people, not just by sharing all the lovely stuff, but by sharing and getting in there with, I feel your pain, I know how bad this is. But you have to trust me, because I'm going to pull you out the other side. I can't do it for you, but I can help you. You could do that. 
you know, how many things are there? If I think of my own, you know, I've come through divorce. I've come through abuse in an earlier relationship. Them abusing me, I hasten to add. Uh, right now, I can't think of all the things, but I've shared quite a few of them with you. We've come through so much. Bringing up children, being a step-parent, in a new relationship, dating in your 40s, all kinds of things. Or having rare luck tumours in your breast and having operations. Coming through life and surviving gives you something powerful because people need more than ever right now is reality, is to be with people that will be honest with them, that will support them, that will be with them. I think we, certainly people of my age, are fed up with all the gloss and the glitz and the glamour because it's all fake and that's not what we want. And when we think about mental wealth, we want to be strong. And some of those people that appear to have everything have nothing because they don't believe they're good enough. So, you are good enough. I'm good enough. I will fail again, but in a different way. I'll fail at, hopefully, smaller things. I'll pick myself up faster because I know how now. I'm better able to work through challenges, obstacles, without it being all about me not being good enough and that's really what you all you can aim for is can I ride the crest of this wave called life and get over the obstacles without them crushing me without me feeling like I'm worthless I can't do this I'm not good enough thank you for listening to the podcast today and every day if you've been listening to other episodes please leave a message i have discovered it's quite simple on anchor to leave a message there's a little voicemaily thing clicky so click and leave a voicemail message or head over to find me on facebook or twitter not that i log on regularly you'll find me either under the mental wealth factory or shirley bilson not revelation which makes it tricky but leave an episode let me know your own thoughts about this episode, any of the episodes, or your own experiences. I would love to hear from you. Take care and see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye.